Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. Today on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption, we're going to continue our conversation with Kelly's brother, Michael. What happened was when we originally talked to him, we started to diverge into the area of adoption versus abortion, and it got him going off so much that we decided to make that an episode of its own. And we also wanted to talk to him this week and touch base and see how the conversation had affected him in the time since the first interview. So we'll have that at the end of this show. Now, I remember, you know, because I grew up around the same time as you a little bit before, but uh, I do remember that adoption wasn't talked about a whole lot. I did know a couple of friends, but I didn't learn until later that they were adopted. What was your exposure to abortion by contrast? I'm just curious. Had you heard about abortions and maybe started getting ideas as to whether it was right or wrong or anything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a a good one. I was more exposed to the the talk of abortion before I even knew what uh, adoption was. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that was probably, you know, the time we grew up, the first thing about abortion I seen or really that stuck with me was this lady was pregnant. She didn't know who the dad was. And then, you know what I mean? I think it was a movie or something. And then she actually, she kept the baby, but her family wanted to abort it and the public didn't want that baby. You know what I mean? Like, and so that was my first thing I can think back of an abortion. I was I only curious because it seems like the pro-abortion side seems to have a real PR machine that, that puts it out there. And we all knew about abortion when we were younger. We didn't think as much about adoption. And I'm thinking that's changing now, finally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just like, now that's funny. And like, I never 
until we're having this conversation, I never even thought about how just odd that is that abortion is the regular and adoption isn't, you know what I mean? Like how stupid, it, like that's just wrong. You know what I mean? Like, especially now that I know what life really is, now that I've had a chance to experience love, you know, loss, you know what I mean? Life, life is a precious thing. And I don't, you know what I mean? Nobody has the chance, has the right to play God. And so now that I'm older, I'm, I like to think my, of myself as a Christian. You know what I mean? I'm not a Bible thumper by any means, uh, but I never grew up in the church, but I've been married. I got married. I have kids with a pastor's daughter. So from 20 years old on, I've always, I mean, church has been a big part of my life since then. And so now it's like abortion is, you know what I mean? Like how could you take a precious baby's life? And for the longest time, I was kind of pro-choice. Probably all of my 20s, I was probably pro-choice. Like, if hey, do whatever you want. It's your life, whatever. But now that I'm a little bit older, I don't think people have the right to play God. And you know what I mean? If somebody gets pregnant, that's something special, regardless of whatever situation it's in. It's a, it's a life, I think. You know what I mean? Everybody's got their own opinion. But I just, now I know how precious life is. I just don't think that if you, I don't know. I just, I don't know. If I'm, if I'm sitting here processing it, in a way, I kind of, I'm, I can see, I understand pro-choice because I think everybody has their own right to do whatever they want to do. But then I don't want nobody to play God, but then... That's that's a slippery slope right there. You know what I mean? And so then I just think, but then I'm like, well, then so it, throw it back on the person who is actually pregnant. You know what I mean? So in a way, I am pro-choice, but I'm pro-life because I hopefully she makes the right decision. But then it, you know what I mean? But who am I to tell who and ever what to do? You know what I mean? I think that's where you guys come in and. These podcasts comes in and we give the education to the you know community to give them the better options than just two options. You know what I mean? There's better, obviously, ways than killing a baby. You know what I mean? And uh, so that's where we need to just, like, make situations for people to make the right decisions in and options, I guess. I don't know where I'm going. I'm trying no, to process I all you're, this. You're right on. Because I never really thought about like the abortion and the adoption and the pro-choice thing. So, well, what's interesting is is you, I can tell that you haven't really gone down this mental pathway because we're actually listening to you process the two different um, avenues, yeah. and it's interesting to see you know where you're going with it. But then I then I think about situations like what if you wasn't here. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, that's that's a bad thing because, you know, I know how special you really are. Something deep down inside me knows that I could call you and you'd be there for me. So I love you, sis. So <laughs> I love thank you, you for being here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Um, so let's go to me being here, actually. 
So I'm still hung up on the adoption thing and the abortion thing, like the pro-choice. So where do we do, where do we draw the line? I think that's a so, matter of of personal opinion. I mean, I clearly so there's pro-choice, right? No, not in my opinion. If it was pro-choice, I don't think I would be here. If it had been legal at the time, I don't think I would be here. Not to say that mom would have chosen abortion, just like what you said earlier, in that time frame, you know, in that era, yeah. it was not right. accepted to be, you know, single, pregnant, a teenager. Uh, her mother was not interested in raising another baby. No, she had nine herself. So, And so I think that being the case, I think that, you know, adoption at that time was not really spoken about. And kind of the default alternative was abortion. It was the more commonly known, the more commonly accepted, if you will, uh, amongst many people. And so, no, I am, I am a staunch pro-life uh, believer because I think I've got a pretty good case for it. For sure. Yeah. I look at it now and it's like, man, you know, a little baby, like, I don't know. It's just yeah, you've had four. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so now it's just like I look because I—I'll be honest. My first child, I remember thinking, like I—I I remember finding out uh, that if you want to hear a story. Now that's a story. Yeah, go ahead and tell it. We're uh, gonna have to break this up into two know, or three podcasts this, anyway, uh, so we're good. This will lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. So what, the the way I found out. I was going to become a father was I was dating this girl or whatever. And we were like high school sweethearts or whatever. And, uh, she was, she would, she had been sick and she said she was going to the doctor or whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, not, you know, just young, didn't, wasn't even thinking that's where it was going to leading. And, that, and I remember, you know, cell phones were just starting and, uh, I remember she called me on a house phone, which was like a cordless. And I remember answering it. And she was like, I'm like, hey, you feeling better? What they say? And she was like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, what? And I remember literally just setting the phone down. Like, I remember thinking, like, my life's over. How can I get her to get an abortion? You know what I mean? I, I remember thinking that. And uh, I feel guilty for thinking that. But I call up my best friend at the time, George, and... So he's on his way over and I'm talking to her and I'm like freaking out, you know, I'm like, okay. And I'm trying to like tell her, like, so what are we going to do? You know, trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And then I was like, Oh, okay. Well, George is here. I'll, I'll call you back. And I kind of threw the phone over on the couch and George comes in. I'm like, bro, I'm like, dude, she's pregnant. She, he was like, no, I'm like, dude, she's pregnant. And I'm like flipping out. I'm like, dude, I don't want to be with this blah, 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 this, you know, I'm calling her names, you know, like, blaming her for it, you know what I mean, and I'm going on, I'm going, like, and then all of a sudden, we kind of just, I look at the couch, and there's the phone, cordless phone, and it's still red, and I'm like, did I hang up, and I look at him, and he was like, no, I'm like, no, he was like, and so I easily, I go over there, I just hang up, and I'm like, she don't call back, then she already hung up, then, dude, soon, it started ringing. I was like, she heard a freaking thing. I said, and I was like, oh my God. And so I'm like, and the phone's ringing. And he was like, answer, man, answer. I'm like, uh, I was like, no. And I'm, he's like, give me the phone. And I answer it. And he puts on speaker. And then she just starts crying, like going, like, 
And I just was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I mean, because I, I was running her into the ground. Just young and immature. That's why I think for you guys, and the foundation is a good thing, so we can, you know, give more options to people than just abortion. And you know what I mean? And so adoption, you know what I mean? So you're giving a person a way out of that. You know what I mean? That's a great thing. So you're teaching people that it's okay. Now, how old were you at the time you found out that she was pregnant? Oh, 19. I had already been on my own since I was 14. My girlfriend's parents basically adopted me, kind of basically took guardianship over me so I could stay stay in Middletown. And you know what I mean? So I didn't have to move out of state with my mom and I could stay back in this city. And, and so in a way I kind of got an adoption adopted as an older kid. You know what I mean? Right. But when you would bring up that term with her, it didn't elicit a very positive response from mom when you would, when you would mention that. Yeah. She was, she was territorial kind of probably. Yes. Mom was a one of a kind, you know what I mean? She was, she, she, she had no filter. She was just blunt. If she thought it, she said it and then dealt with the repercussions afterwards. You know what I mean? That's what kind of woman she was. And uh, she wouldn't back down from anything. You know what I mean? I guess that hard life just hardened her over the years. So she came to realize that her kids were the only thing that she really had in life. So she wanted to guard, you know what I mean? So I think that's that territorial, like, I'll claw your freaking eyes out over my kids. That's what kind of woman she was. Mm -hmm. she was something else but uh that was an interesting time in my life and so you know i'm like i don't want to have a baby i don't want to be tied down because you know and so and i think that's why i kind of like went on like self like just pushed her away and did whatever i could to self-sabotage that relationship well everything you're saying actually it it brings up a lot in me too because I was in a similar situation when I was young, probably about the same age, maybe a little younger even. And I did go down a different path that I'm not proud of. And, and we did go with an abortion and, and it still affects me to this day. And it's, yeah, it's something that, wow, I haven't thought about my youth in a long time like that. So in depth, and you really brought back a lot. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, man, you know what I mean? As a man, so you, you understand, like, you, so growing up in that time, you, you know what I mean? You were like, it was like, if you, if you get a kid, if you have a kid, you know, you got to get married, you got to take care of them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that was what was going through my mind. So instantly, that's why I'm like, abortion, I don't want to have that responsibility, you know what I mean? And I'm, I mean, I'm grateful for, I, I didn't go for it. And I'm sorry that you have to deal with that, but it's just like, I, I mean, I'm so glad, you know what I mean? Like they, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? It's just crazy how our mind like instantly just goes to that. Just wants to, just, you know, as a, as a person, just want to, they just, they don't want to take the responsibility on. You know what I mean? Like they want to have all these do everything an adult does, but then when it comes down to making an adult 
choices, you know what I mean? They want to take the easy route. That's one thing I hope that anytime I discuss this on this podcast, I hope that perhaps younger listeners, men and women, or boys and girls, I mean, in my case, I was a boy at the time, and I just hope that they do think about it and think about the long-term emotional repercussions that they could bear from a decision like this that seems at the time to be so easy and expedient and it's like oh okay this is this is the way to go because i don't know this person well enough to marry him and spend the rest of my life with them and i just hope that people will look at this especially young people and at least give that decision a little more weight than than we did at the time or i did especially absolutely I, well said very well said and it's got me kind of torn inside you know this conversation it's, an, it's a good thing though you know what i mean because i'm gonna grow from it but it's like man i never really processed it like like really really like i don't know i got a lot of thinking to do yeah because my kids, like, so now it's like almost full circle with me. Like, I got kids that are about to be at the age that they can have kids. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I got a 20-some-year-old. Now, um, what would you tell your kids if they came to you and said, like, if your son came to you and said, my, my girlfriend's pregnant, I don't know what to do, how would you give them advice on that situation? I mean, I would be honest. I I, I try to be honest with my children as much as I can. I try to, like, as a parent, you want to shield them from certain things and you kind of want to give them the, the enough knowledge to make the right decisions in life. I haven't had that talk with my children. Uh, you know what I mean? But my kids, they like growing up, their papa, like they're my child's mother. Like I said, he's a preacher. Like, and, he, and he's an actually he's a counselor too for the county. Like, so he counsels troubled youth and drug addicts as well as preaching. So my children are around these kind of discussions. So they know about, I, even though I haven't really talked to them about it, I know they know about it. You know what I mean? Like in pro-life all the way to answer your question. If they came to me with that, I got to tell them about responsibility and, and I got to be just instill in them the right thing to do. And the right thing to do, obviously, is not kill something just because you want out of something. As bad as I would hate to have that talk about that kind of relationship, I, I, I would just, I would. But then I just tell them, like, you can't play God. That's my, that's my answer right there. Can't play God because you really can't. Because once you start playing God, you wouldn't be here, Kelly, if we could play God. Agreed. So that was our original conversation with Michael. And now coming up, we're going to be talking with him from this week to see how the conversation that we had then has affected him in the time since. You also may have noticed that there's some sound quality differences between the two sections of this interview. We've been working on some new equipment trying to get this podcast to sound better for you. Michael, I know we had the interview with you regarding biological sibling reunification and what that looked like. And then we ventured into the, you know, debacle of 
adoption versus abortion. And we really kind of jumped into that topic. And you did as well with a veracity. So now that you've had a little more time to kind of think about your your thoughts and formulate more of an opinion based upon the education that you've developed on it, what are your thoughts? My belief is even more sound in, in the fact that I, I do believe now that it's pro-life because I've, I've talked to quite a few people. You remember that thing that I posted on my, uh, on your page, Kelly, about you, you know, changing lives and trying, you know, I mean, yeah. with mom's uh, thing or whatever. Ever since then, people has has been reaching out to me about it and has talked. And there's been four people has called me and told me their story and how like they how they feel this emptiness. She one of them. She was like Michael. She's like I had all this money. She said, I just had a brand new, a newborn, got married, living in a, you know, $350,000 home. And she said, I was empty because I couldn't let go. You know what I mean? That I, I, I murdered my baby. And, and so it was just like, I didn't, I couldn't, I've never really thought about the lasting effects, you know, especially with somebody that could, because I, my viewpoint is I can understand if somebody could carry a baby for nine months, how you can just give it away. Nobody just gives their baby away. They're placing know, their baby for adoption. You know what I mean? Information for me. That's what I'm talking about. That's how I perceive things when I was younger and stupid, mm-hmm. stupid and immature. It is interesting because we all do grow as we live and we acquire more knowledge, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> in a perfect world. But right. it sounds like you were like me. Well, I was even more oblivious to the adoption world and what it meant. But now that you've talked to people and you understand that they're not giving their baby away, they're placing it somewhere where it'll be safe, where they know it will grow up in a family that loves it, and they can still be in contact and still watch that child grow. And that's awesome. And I like this, that this new idea of like these open adoptions where like the birth parents can actually still get like yearly or, you know, uh, twice a year updates Uh and all that stuff. And um, because I was after we got off the um, the podcast last time, I was it was really intriguing. Like, I mean, how many people when did I really first start like really understanding adoption and abortion and stuff like that? And uh, I remember when uh, 16 and uh, whatever MTV series and uh-huh. that Tyler and, and Caitlin, whatever, gave up yeah. that baby girl for adoption. Yes. Remember? I and that was, the, that was my first initial experience with like an open adoption and how that worked with letters and so, so forth and stuff like that. So I was like, huh, maybe the world is changing for the good at that. I mean, I mean, this was what, 15 years ago. But um that that is something that is awesome. Remember how we were talking last time about people having options and this and that. And it's not so black and white. Like oh, kill your baby or give it up for adoption. You'll never see them see them again. So now you know you got there's chances you can you can watch them grow up. You can be a part of their life. You know you're just giving them a chance at a better life that you obviously knew they wouldn't had if they kept if you had kept the baby. Does that make sense? Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty great. I've been trying to tell everybody about this. I'm trying to get you, forget tri-state area. I want you guys to 
nationwide, worldwide. I want, I want everybody to know about this. Agreed. So, I think there's a lot of uh, other misconceptions out there. Just recently, Simone Biles came out and said that she was pro-abortion and talked about how adoption is expensive. And it can be. Adoption can be very expensive, but not for the birth mother. It is very expensive Uh, sometimes for the adopting families. Yeah, a lot of people's got that twisted about how people should, you know what I mean? They think it's on them that it's going to cost them to adopt their baby out. Yeah, I've had people, like, a a few people say that to me as well. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I don't know the exact format, how, what the procedures are, but I know my sister, she makes care, she makes sure, you know, these birth mothers that are going to give up babies for adoption, she makes sure they're going to the doctor, healthy, eating right doing the right things, you know what I mean, whatever. So it's like a hands-on thing. Like, they're really – it's not just like, uh, adopt people out to get money. You know what I mean? You guys are doing this for love, not just a, a, a paycheck, you know? Absolutely. And that's why I know – I mean, Ron, if, if Kelly vouches for you, I know you, you're solid. But, you know, I, I know Kelly, and I know she's not motivated by the money. You know what I mean? Like, I know everybody likes money. Money takes, makes the world go around. Mm-hmm. But Kelly, I know my sister Kelly is passionate because she went through it. And she's seen the anguish she went through, her adopted mom went through, and her own birth mother, and then on to her siblings. The anguish we all felt. And I just think that she's trying to diminish that blow. You know what I mean? And, and make a more easier transition for everybody. And I and I, I I commend you for that, Kelly. I was going to tell you that's another thing I thought about this week. That's sweet. Because Thank it's hard. You. That's a that's a, that's a big task to take on, because you know this world's closed-minded, anyways. Yes. I've been happier since we've had that talk. I've been more upbeat, <laughs> you know, and uh, been just doing you know life because I thought about it like what if. I was in Kelly's situation. I'd have probably given up and wouldn't be here. So I'm ready to take full advantage of the situation I do have. What do you mean in my situation? Of you being adopted? Oh. What if I was adopted? I don't think I could be as strong as you are. You were and are. Thank you. All right. Well, we won't steal you away from work anymore. Thank you so much for dropping on a dime, okay? Thank you. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you for having me. And I would love to be on again in the future. You know what I mean? Will do. All right. Bye, Podcast America. Sounds like good things going on. I think, you know, when he was talking about how he's kind of just felt upbeat since the last time we talked, I think that when you do kind of put life into perspective and see what a blessing it is, it does change your your outlook on things, and I think that's fantastic. And I also wanted to touch on something else he said for the uh, listening audience. He had talked about how much you care, and you really are into this, not for the money, but for the blessings that it gives to just the world, really. But this week, I came down and we talked to a bunch of the birth mothers, which is not something I get to do too often. I'm usually... I'm pretty far away. I'm up in the middle of the state and you guys are down in Phoenix. But I saw how these birth mothers touched you, you know, emotionally and they touched me as well. But yeah, you can see it in your eyes, in their eyes. You guys have a connection 
and I just think it's a really beautiful thing. So I, I kind of wanted to share that with the listeners as well. Thank you. Yes, I I don't know of anybody who would go into social work um, thinking that that is going to be a financially motivated career. So right. that is not, that was never on the table. I did what I loved. And, you know, I, I've said from the beginning of the agency, and, and I'll say it till the day I die, I really believe that there is an inner strength with women helping other women through this. Not that men can't come in and help too. They can offer amazing things as well, Mm -hmm. even in a social work field uh, with women that are placing a baby for adoption. But there is something magical that happens with women helping other women navigate these waters. And I think that is really something that I'd always thought about, wondered, but then when I saw it in practice... I watched the magic appear. So, yeah. So I think that um, speaking of magic, I think some of it has seeped over into my biological brother's head. And I think it's done. I think that the podcast has sprinkled some amazing adoption dust on him and he's woken up and he's seen the light. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. If you're pregnant and considering adoption, we are here for you and understand what you're going through. We've helped hundreds of women place their babies for adoption, and we want to help you as well. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.